Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Hey, welcome to Politico Tech. Today's Friday, February 16th. I'm your host, Stephen Overland. Tech companies worldwide have cut nearly 35,000 workers so far this year. And if you count job losses since 2022, the number is approaching half a million. That's according to Layoffs.FYI, a site that tracks tech layoffs. It's the worst stretch of job cuts the industry has seen in decades, and a blow to its reputation as one of the country's big employers and economic stalwarts. In the U.S., cities dependent on the tech sector have been hit hardest. Take Seattle, home to Amazon and neighbor to Microsoft. The tech industry fueled massive growth there and a soaring cost of living, for over two decades. But lately, it's been a drag on local employment and on the economy overall. So we have seen a lot of visual loss of small businesses and storefronts in the downtown area of Seattle. And that is related to the tech work from home and then the tech layoffs and and the lack of growth that we became accustomed to. That's Jeff Shulman, a business professor at the University of Washington. He keeps tabs on tech's changing fortunes and its effect on his hometown. On the show today... Jeff and I on the economic and political impact of tech's big layoffs. Jeff, welcome to Politico Tech. Thank you. Good to be here. Over 140 tech companies worldwide have laid off employees since the start of this year, adding up to tens of thousands of jobs. Does this mean that the high growth tech industry as we knew it is dead? I wouldn't say tech is dead, but I would say that the shine has worn off considerably. This was a dream job for so many people. And now it's becoming a bit of a nightmare as either uh, people are losing their jobs or they worry that they'll be next. And have you seen any sort of examples of this or anecdotes from this that stand out to you that are sort of illustrative of what's going on in the industry right now? You know, I think the biggest shock was back in November of 2022 when this first hit and the layoffs were by the tens of thousands. Right. And each company was laying off thousands and thousands of people. And then I think the the second wave, this the start of 2024, is also unsettling because the way they had sold it was, hey, we made a mistake and now we're correcting that. And now the corrections keep coming. And so how many times can we point to the mistake that happened uh, during the pandemic and during that uh, high growth time? So now it seems like this, what was completely abnormal in November 2022, now seems to be the new normal. And that's quite unsettling. Well, as you're saying, you know, tech companies have offered up a number of reasons why these layoffs are happening now. Many are saying that they did hire too many people during the pandemic. They're correcting for that. Some have said they're sort of shifting their business priorities, and that means investing in some areas over others. In your view, what are the biggest drivers here? Yeah, I think number one would be uh, the shift in mindset that happened with two for two reasons. The shift in mindset happened because the cost of capital has gone up considerably, So during the high-flying days of tech where the stock price is going up and the employee count is going up, seeming like there's no end, that was because, you know, you could hire somebody today and hope that it pays off with profit and revenue tomorrow or the year after. But now with the interest rates, that shifts the focus to today. And then the second piece of the shift in mindset of uh, focusing on today and profit today versus, hey, we could spend now and hope that it comes later is 
everybody around them is tightening their belts. And so you don't want to be the company like Zulily who has to lay off everybody. You don't want to be desperate for cash or capital. So people are hoarding the cash that they need now to make sure that if that rainy day comes, that they're prepared for it. Got it. So some of them are just thinking shorter term and and being more conservative because of that. And some are also just kind of hopping on the layoff bandwagon, as it were. Sounds like that's what you're pointing to here. I think we peeled off the Band-Aid again back in November 2022, where this was almost unthinkable, right? Because part of what made these companies, it was almost like a badge of honor of like how many people they're hiring and how much they're growing. And so that badge of honor, it was kind of scary of, wow, is this going to be okay but then it per- turned out that it was okay and that their their stock prices continued to grow. So I don't want to say they're just on a bandwagon necessarily, but so much as they saw that it's okay as everybody else is doing it, and so they could do it too. And the second piece of that is, you know, when companies all around you are, are cutting their spending, and we see them cut their perks, we've seen them cut their learning and development budgets, we've seen them cut the spending on a, a whole range of, of areas that they were spending before. Well, the other tech companies were often their customers, uh, as well as their competitors, you know, these. Uh, and so as people tighten their spending, you have to be fearful, wow, I thought we were going to continue to grow, I hired based off of this growth curve. And now more and more companies around me are tightening their belts, maybe I should as well, because they might not be giving me the same revenue I was hoping for. Right. It's an interesting point you made. And and this is so true that tech for a long time was hiring workers by the thousands. And it was seen very much as a driver of the US economy. I think people still see it in some ways as a driver of the US economy. From where I sit in the other Washington, Washington, DC, that has helped the industry in many ways to weather political attacks and, and calls for regulation. How are these layoffs affecting that image of the industry? I think it's still too early to say what kind of far-reaching impact the layoffs will have. I think the first impact is, you know, some people might be a little bit more cautious as to, you know, that this being that dream job, they might now consider some of the the more legacy industries. And I think, yeah, I I think it's too early to tell if there are going to be a political consequences to the layoffs at this point. Yeah, I was just wondering, you know, part of the influence of the industry is that it is so big and so profitable. And a lot of lawmakers here in Washington are sometimes hesitant then to do anything that might upset that. But to some degree, that's already upset. I I think they still have a lot of power, though. So one source of power was uh, the employees and the number of people who work there. But I think another source of power is just the amount of lives that are impacted. You know, take Amazon, for example, which is in my backyard, and actually now in your backyard as well, uh, with their HQ2. But they touch lives in so many different ways from shopping to entertainment to all the web, most of the websites we visit are run on Amazon cloud services. And so they have such an enormous impact on people's lives as customers. And I I do think you're right that they had an impact on people's lives as employees. But I think that politically played out more in the cities and how they interacted with the cities that they were in. And I could dive deeper into that if you're interested. But the power now at the national level is in their customer base. Got it. That's an interesting point. And you you live in Seattle, Washington, which is a major tech hub. I, I know last year you wrote that these layoffs were not only slamming the brakes on Seattle's growth, but kind of putting it in reverse. Has that prediction held true? You know, or has the economy in Seattle there been more resilient maybe than you anticipated? Yeah, I, you know, I think tech dramatically transformed what Seattle looks like. 
uh, we saw in the previous decade just thousands of people coming from around the world uh, to live and work here in Seattle. And with that, they spent money at the small businesses, at the restaurants, at the shops, at the uh, on arts and entertainment. And then with the pandemic, that was the first blow where we see the work from home. And so people weren't coming into the city as much as before. And then now with the layoffs, you know, a lot of investments and, and follow-on investments in Seattle were made with this never-ending tech boom. And so I don't think we have fully recovered. And I think this is going to, to cause some trouble for Seattle uh, for some time with the layoffs now. What kind of sentiment do you hear from people when you talk to them about this? I mean, is this kind of coloring their view of the local economy or, or even the economy writ large? You know, the, the people who are directly affected by this, there's a little bit more fear. When the first layoffs happened, it was the people who, I, you know, we would help try to get jobs uh, here at the University of Washington. You know, we work with students, we work with alumni and so on. You'd see a bit of a confidence. That first round, it was like, okay, I, I got laid off here, but there's another place uh, for me. And I think that confidence as this continues to stretch over a year, I think that confidence starts to turn a little bit more into worry. And how am I going to pay the bills? And am I going to get the job soon enough? And so with that, that's not just affecting those who are immediately impacted, but those who fear they might be next have to tighten their belts a little bit as well to be prepared in case there's a layoff and there's a, a fairly lengthy recruiting surge. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is moving forward with a slew of new regulations that put products like semiconductors, electric vehicles, modern healthcare technology, and clean energy at risk. Chemistry is essential to our modern lives, creating products to help foster a more sustainable and competitive future. The Biden administration must change its course and work with manufacturers on science-based policies that protect American innovation. Learn more at chemistrycreates.org. Seattle is obviously a liberal stronghold. Does any of that economic angst and concern, has it had an impact on the politics there? I can't necessarily speak to sentiment, but I could speak to the elections. And we saw a shift in this political spectrum. We uh, saw a shift uh, towards the center, although maybe some people would argue to, to the right. It, it all depends on where you stand on that spectrum. But we, we definitely saw a, a shift in the, the city council elections that just happened. It's hard to say whether that's due to the tech layoffs or just due to the pandemic. But Seattle did seek a, a change in direction in this recent election. Is tech companies, particularly the large U.S. tech companies, have gotten a lot of criticism for being too big, having too much power, you know, there's been too much market consolidation. And as I've seen, you know, these layoffs over the last two years, one of the questions I've had is to what extent do these job cuts potentially undermine that argument or reinforce that argument? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, let's Let's just go back in time a little bit when, and I'll, I'll use Amazon as an example, but I think this is further reaching than Amazon. But Amazon had this HQ2 uh, where they were going to build a second headquarters outside of Seattle. And we saw so many cities around the country rolling out the red carpet, desperately trying to be the home of Amazon's HQ2. And with that, there was this promise of this never-ending growth and this economic boom that, that came to Seattle. And we also saw here in Seattle, there was a time recently uh, where 
the city council wanted to do a, a head tax. And it was some city council members said it was in, targeted to get more money from Amazon. You know, since they had the largest employment in Seattle, you would the taxes would be based off of the, the number of employees. They repealed that the first time uh, because Amazon threatened to cancel their lease in one of the buildings here in downtown. So we saw a lot of power these companies had when there's this promise of taking money from all over the world that they earn from their customers and plowing it into a city in the employees that work there and then spend that money in that city. And I think that shine is is going to dull a little bit now as well. Uh, I think the aggressiveness that that cities will put into being the home of these tech companies is, is changing. There's just so many ways that these companies have influence. This is one where maybe it seems like maybe that influence is weakening. Who knows if that will continue, but it certainly seems to be the case at the moment. Yeah. And even so here's the problem now. So even if the high growth appears to come back, the cities that did everything they could to bring that growth now know that it could stop at any time and that spigot can turn off. And so uncertainty often creates hesitancy to invest. And so that uncertainty now will persist even once the growth returns. You know, one of the layoffs I read about recently that caught my eye uh, was from a story in Bloomberg News. But Apple announced that they were closing an AI team that they had in San Diego and moving some of those jobs to Austin. But you know, there's so much enthusiasm around artificial intelligence right now in the tech industry. You know, they're pouring money into developing it. They're hustling to shape the way it's regulated. Typically, that would come with more hiring. How does that enthusiasm square with these job cuts that we're still seeing? You know, I was going to conjecture, and I have to say it's a conjecture. Uh, I have not spoken to anybody individually about this, but we see that the AI is automating a lot of jobs. And so that's another factor that I think is is leading to these layoffs, that areas that, that had previously seemed like they were areas of growth are not necessarily as promising as some other areas of growth, or those areas of growth can be achieved with more automated technology. And so not everybody could just start working in AI and so I think we're seeing a, a shift of priorities that, that leads some people to be laid off. And then I, I would expect more growth. And from what I could tell, there is more growth in this AI development, both from the, the science behind it, the marketing of it, and the prioritization of how do they develop it. Is Seattle a unique case, do you think? Is it emblematic of other major urban areas or other tech hubs? I wonder how you might extrapolate your experience there in Seattle on a broader scale. You know, I think a lot of cities were transformed in that, that previous decade of boom and growth, you know, following that, that great recession. And there was this macro shift at the time where more and more people wanted to live in cities. And because of that, more companies then, instead of being in the suburbs, started putting headquarters and major offices in the cities themselves. And that just had this virtuous cycle for so many people where people wanted to be there. So employers wanted to be there. So small businesses wanted to be there. So artists wanted to be there. So everybody wanted to be there. And the money uh, would flow and spend that way. A vicious cycle for others, because as more people wanted to come to cities, the housing prices became expensive, the traffic became tough to deal with, the small businesses that catered to you, if you were blue collar, those went out of business or changed hands to be more upscale. So from my understanding that what happened in Seattle happened in cities across the country, just at a different scale and a different velocity, as ours was really powered by this luck or chance that Amazon decided to grow here. We're only at the start of 2024. A lot can happen politically and economically. But what are you predicting for tech jobs the remainder of this year? 
I think this year we have uncertainty with the direction of the country as you look at Senate elections, presidential elections, Congress, ele- congressional elections. So I think there's a lot of uncertainty about the direction of the company. And I think when there's uncertainty, people don't make big moves. And so I would I would expect that people be kind of stuck in neutral or maybe slightly in reverse until we see what the, the next year is going to look like. Yeah. As we look to the future, it helps to look to the past. And we've seen uh, that tech and uh, Seattle, as we've had these dips, the Great Recession, the dot-com bust, it's hard to predict how long that dip or the, the down spiral will, will continue, but it really shoots up very quickly. And so I'd imagine that as soon as this starts to, the sediment starts to change, the, the people start to change, whether they want to go to growth mode again, that it'll be full speed ahead and it'll be head spinning yet again. You think a, a quick bounce back then whenever that does happen? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I just think the the slope of that bounce back will be really steep. I can't predict when that happens, but you'll be like, oh, now's the time to get in on it and it'll be too late. So I think the slope is going to be really profound. I just can't predict when that's going to be. But I would confidently say it's likely going to be after the election. Jeff, thank you for joining us on Politico Tech. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's uh, great talking with you. That's all for today's Politico Tech. Politico Tech is off on Monday, but... I'll be back in your ears on Tuesday. Until then, subscribe to our newsletters, Digital Future Daily and Morning Tech. Music in today's episode comes from the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Our managing producer is Annie Reese. Our producer is Afra Abdullah. And our editors are Steve Heuser, Daniela Cheslow, and Louisa Savage. I'm Stephen Overly. I'll see you back here on Tuesday.